P.E.S. Does supersizing or growing your business have you at your wit's end? Sharon horn from here. Supersize your business. And our idiom expression today is at your wit's end. This is a really old expression. It comes from the 1300s. William Langford used it in his poem, Piers Plowman, in 1377. I think it was between 1370 and 1390 or something that he um, shared this poem, this, this work. And what it means, of course, is to be completely puzzled or perplexed by something, not knowing what to do next. Now, growing our businesses and supersizing our businesses, we always know what to do next, or we should always know what to do next. We're not the first person to start a business in our area or in our industry, most likely. And even if we are, somebody has started a business or built a business and supersized a business in a different field, a, a maybe a totally unrelated field, but you can still learn from their process, the way that they went about doing it. There's only a, a couple of handfuls of ways to supersize and grow and 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 really uh, scale our businesses, but we like to make things really complicated. We human beings, especially with business owners, tend to complicate things and make them harder than they have to be. I was a queen of making things harder than they had to be, and I finally learned that if I use effective problem solving, if I get good at decision making, because they're not the same thing. Problem solving is the process that leads up to the decision that we're going to make, and then we implement that decision. The decision is the action that we take. We decide that we're going to do something or what we're going to do. Well, what is effective problem solving? It's just a seven-step process. I used to teach this in uh, corporate America. And then there's, of course, some problem solving I've got a cold. I got a cold from my granddaughter. Problem-solving skills that will help us to be more effective, to help us more easily and effectively solve problems. So what are some of those skills? Let's talk about that first, and then we'll talk about the seven-step process <clears throat> so that you know what to do in any given situation. So you always know what to do. We like to tell ourselves we don't know what to do because it gives us time. It actually lets us procrastinate and buy time to push off the decision. So what are some skills that will help you to solve problems? Number one, active listening. A lot of times when we're trying to solve a problem, we're solving symptoms of the problem and not the root cause, the core of the problem itself. Whenever we do that, it leads us down paths that waste our time, waste our energy, waste our resources. So active listening. Listen to people that are involved with the situation and the problem so that you get a clear picture of what's really going on. Analyze. Analysis is another important problem-solving skill. Being able to analyze data and actually look at data objectively. Do research. Research is another skill required for good problem-solving. Creativity. Being open to and flexible in possible solutions. Um, communication is an important skill for just about everything with respect to businesses and life, as a matter of fact. Uh, dependability. <clears throat> skills in problem solving. Can people depend on you? If you say you're going to do something, are you going to actually do it? Decision making, of course, is a problem solving skill. Actually deciding and then taking action. And then team building is also a skill that can really aid in problem solving. We often get better solutions, although they might take a little longer to come to from a team of people than we do by deciding on our own or by our boss deciding on his or her own. <clears throat> so, what is this seven-step process to help us solve problems? Number one, identify the problem. You have to clearly identify and know what problem it is that you're trying to solve. 
Number two, you want to analyze and look at the problem, again, breaking it down and trying to make sure that you've got a clear picture of what the situation is. Number three, you want to be able to describe the problem. Describe the problem so that you understand exactly what problem you're trying to solve. Because sometimes when we are identifying and analyzing the problem, we realize that we don't just have one problem. We may have three or five or 10 or 20 problems that need to be solved. But step four is to look for the root cause. If we pick one problem, we look for the root cause of that problem. And what's awesome about finding the root cause and solving that Often it takes care of those three or five or 10 or 20 problems that we think are problems that if we go all the way back and we solve the root, fix the process or the thing that's broken, it often eliminates many of the other problems that we're seeing symptoms of or we're dealing with. Step six, we're going to, oh, number five, we're gonna develop alternate solutions. We, got, we find the root cause, then we have to come up with and look for possible solutions. This is where we use our, our uh, brainstorming and our research and our analysis and our creativity to find possible solutions. Then we're going to pick a solution among those alternatives. We could spend a whole day talking about how to pick solutions, how to, how to generate alternatives, how to pick solutions. But then we're going to pick one and we're going to implement that solution. That's step six, implement the solution. And then step seven is, of course, measure the results. What was the impact of implementing that solution? Did it move us toward what we want or away from what we want? <clears throat> And of course, if it moved us away from what we want, we're gonna go back to the drawing board and we're gonna try something different. If it moved us toward what we want, we're gonna say, do we need to do more of this? Do we need to automate this, make this a process? Or did it solve the problem and we just need to put a, a system or a, a measure or a fail safe in place to make sure that we never have that problem come up again. I am a believer in doing the best you can with what you've got right now and solving the problem to the best of your ability and knowing that you're gonna continually improve and as better solutions come down the road, you can apply those to this problem and any other problem that you might be dealing with. Uh, so one thing at a time, one problem at a time, focus, be clear on what problem we're solving. Uh, this is very similar to the SOAP framework that I'm sharing in the Get Up and Go Challenge, a simplified version of it, of course. Situation, what's the situation now? What do you want to be? Oh, options. What are the options? What are all the possible options that you could have for addressing this situation or problem? A is what action are you going to take? We use decision-making tools and we pick an alternative. We pick a, a, an option and then we take action on that option. Then the P is progress. Are we making progress for what you want or are we going the other direction? And when we install that framework in our subconscious, dealing with changes and challenges and problems and situations that are difficult for most people become automatic and easy for us. So love to know your experience with at your wits end. Have you been at your wits end? Uh, I used to be frustrated at my wits end a lot and I realized that if I worked on my mindset and if I looked at things differently, I didn't have to be frustrated and I didn't have to be at my wits end. That was when I applied the problem solving process to myself and my own thinking and my mindset. So have you been at your wits end and what did you do about it? Share in the comments below and I will of course be with you tomorrow with another interesting challenge and change related idiom to go along with the, this month's free get up and go challenge uh, and dealing with changes, challenges, obstacles, adversities, problems, roadblocks, uh, stepping, I call them bumps in the roads, but I call them stepping stones things like that. Have an awesome day. I'm going to 
nurse this cold, and I will, of course, be with you tomorrow.